But y'all don't say that. Welcome back to the Couch Talk Podcast. Today we interviewed former Wisconsin basketball player Vito Brown. He went to two Final Fours during his career, and he's preparing for the upcoming tournament, TBT tournament, tomorrow. You can find him on ESPN at 3 o'clock. Yeah, it was a really fun interview. We talked with him about what life is like during the pandemic, what it was like playing in the Final Four, along with the upcoming TBT tournament. So here's Vito Brown. Enjoy. Vito Brown here with us today. Thanks for joining us, as always. Uh, how's it going, man? How's, how's life in the pandemic? Right. Uh, probably not too, uh, not too different from most people out there, you know, just trying to figure out what to do <laughs> on a daily basis. A little bit boring, yeah. but um, it's, gave, it's given me some time to, you know, step back, reflect, and, uh, you know, just try to grow the different crafts that I'm into. So it's, uh, overall, it's actually been pretty good. When, when everything first started, did you take some time off from basketball or did you stay stay in the workouts? How'd that all work out? Two days. <laughs> uh, I mean, our season got canceled or it got suspended like March 12th or something. Then we had to, we were pretty much there for like a week after because, you know, they were still trying to figure out what was going on, what was next. And then when I came home, like, like I said, it took two days off and then I entered summer grind mode right away. <laughs> So has it been has it been tough to find like gyms and places to work out? Because I know I've been uh, following a bunch of the NBA players, and mm-hmm. some have had trouble finding places to work out and stuff like that. So has that been a challenge for you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it all depends on where you're at. Luckily for me, I'm uh, I'm in a small town, Bowling Green, Ohio. So like things weren't too different. Obviously, you know, you couldn't sit in restaurants and stuff like that. But uh, my high school coach actually has a barn with a uh that's like got a half court in it the shooting gun so i was fortunate to to have access to that the whole time <laughs> but uh sure. i know a lot of people did not have that yeah have you seen the, have you seen the lebarn james stuff on instagram <laughs> yeah 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 I, I empathize with him on another level that people don't understand yeah. like, i was just thinking that <laughs> yeah, he, he's awesome so uh, with everything going on, uh, I mean, you look at how everything's going on with the NBA right now. Obviously, you have some stuff coming up with the TBD tournament. But mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on the NBA? If you were in this, like, if you had to be told you're going to this bubble in Orlando, would you would, would you go? I mean, it's tough, but at the same time, it's like, like we said before, everybody's struggling. Everybody's trying to figure out what this new normal is going to be. Uh, they're NBA, so they've got access to a lot more resources than you and I. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I feel like I don't want to say they can't complain. Obviously, you know, being locked down anywhere for two to three months, whatever it is, that's, that's tough. But if it's in Disney, you know, that's like a whole community in itself. You know, that's a whole society in itself. So they can make it work if they want to. It's just going to depend on, you know, how flexible guys are you know, how bad they want it. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, it's kind of like grown up camp in a way. It sounds like they got, they Pretty got ping, ping pong at night. They got Xbox in their room and everything. Exactly. So they can make the most out of it. I mean, obviously if you're away from family and stuff like that, I don't know what the rules are about, you know, people who can come with them, but um, that could be probably the toughest part. 
for sure. Um, so what's your what's your thought on the on the restart as a whole? Who do you think? I guess who do you who do you think is the favorite to come out on top, and who do you think it favors and and whatnot? I mean, I think guys who. I think you're going to see who's been in the lab and who hasn't during this yeah. whole time. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people might get exposed. Some are going to be like, well, he, he's been working this whole time. And so uh, it, it's hard to call it. I mean, it really is. I mean, they're, they're professionals, so you like to think that everybody's going to come ready. But it's just not always the case. So uh, me personally, I'm a LeBron fan. So, like, I'm always going to be like, I think he's going to be ready. <laughs> but uh, in terms of what team's going to come out on top, we, we got to wait and see. Yeah, Do you know I'm, a, anyone? I'm a LeBron fan too. Right, right. Do you know anyone playing there right now? Are you um, like personally, um, PJ Dozier was my teammate with the Red Claws, and he just got a uh, oh yeah, he, uh, saw the signed full contract with the Denver Nuggets. So that's great for him. So I, I had talked to him a little bit, and you know, this was a couple weeks ago before they officially announced it, but mm-hmm. he was saying that they were gonna bring it back. It was just a matter of when and and how but um you know i've obviously played against several several guys in the nba and um but nobody really knows yet until they actually get there and see how it is they they don't really know so so with that i guess let's uh let's transition before we go talk about what's going on with nba we'll take it Mm -hmm. back to the college years that's where you and i first met in wisconsin right so Obviously, you were part of, you know, some of the best teams to come through Wisconsin, four teams, two, four years, two Final Fours, two Sweet Sixteens. Mm. I mean, what's it like playing at a Final Four? I mean, back-to-back years, playing on Monday night. How would you describe that? I mean, it's, it's almost indescribable because, first off, you know, like, what's the percentage? You know, probably 1% of people mm. ever play in the Final Four or less. And then to go back-to-back, you know, you got to half that percentage even more. So it's like we were able to do some some pretty amazing things that we knew were special at the time. But like having, uh, you know, even after those first two years and then you go into your junior year and you see like, dang, we came up short. Mm-hmm. But then that just goes to show like, wow, we really made it that far <laughs> twice. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like the Sweet 16 was a, a letdown for us. And, and a lot of people yeah. would never make it to the Sweet 16. So. But to play in the actual Final Four, I mean, and I actually played about 30 seconds each game. So yeah. I'll take <laughs> Yeah, you got it. But, uh, it, I mean, it was crazy. Like, I was personally, I was shocked when I when my name was called. I actually said, I remember uh, perfectly the first time uh, Coach Ryan was like, uh, Vito, go get. And I'm just sitting there staring at the court like, <laughs> He's like, Vito, go get it. I was like, oh, me? <laughs> Hurry, no, sir, did, you, did you just say my name? <laughs> Bro, I was like, come on, because I hadn't played, like, the two or three games leading up to it. You know, I played, like, the first round and maybe the second round, but, like, against Oregon and Arizona, hadn't played. So I'm like, ain't no way he's talking about me. You must mean Nigel. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. He said it again. Yeah. I sprinted in there, promptly got a nice foul. <laughs> but, uh <laughs> But no, get in the box score. Get in the box score. Exactly. exactly. One one way or another, get in the box score. Right. So close to a rebound. So close. But uh, (laughs) but no, man, it it was amazing. And um, especially after beating Kentucky, I mean, you've probably seen the clips of the of how the hotel was after. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's something you can't even you can't fathom unless you're there. Like 
the video doesn't even do justice to how it really was. <laughs> it's like we were yeah. true rock stars uh, for those few nights. So, so great time. So starting with, I guess starting with that Kentucky game, when you were on the court with guys like um, Collie Stein, Booker, um, guys like yeah. that, I mean, could you tell, you know, these guys were going to be good pros or, or how what, what are your thoughts when you're playing against them? Can you even think like that? Yeah. Or, I mean, you just – you never really know how guys are going to pan out. I mean – Yeah. Because there's been, there's been guys on those Kentucky and Duke teams who, like, we all thought were going to be the next, you know, LeBrons, KDs, whatever, and then they just didn't – they kind of fizzled out. And then you got the guys who were, like, on the team, but they weren't stars. Like, I wouldn't call it mm -hmm. Devin Booker a star. Uh, yeah. I think he averaged ten or something. I know they did that platoon. He system, came off the bench, I think. Yeah, and he, he right. dropped he dropped the thirteenth pick in the draft, and he's probably the best player, the best NBA player on that team now. Exactly. So you you really can't call it, but I mean, obviously you knew their team was just loaded top to bottom. So sometimes it's kind of hard to see like, well, how good are they individually, or are they just all so much better than the average that when you put them together, they look amazing. But then, you know, on their own, they're not that great. Sometimes you have something like that. But, I mean, you knew, you knew, uh, you knew Cauley Stein was going to be pretty good. I didn't, I thought he got better once he got to the NBA. I think he got yeah. more skill. But you knew he was going to be athletic and tall and strong and all that. And then, same with Booker. You knew he could shoot that thing. You just didn't know to what extent, you know. Yeah. So. And so, going, going into that game, Obviously, the individual talent that Kentucky had is mm -hmm. off the off the charts and trumps the individual talent that that the Wisco team had. But yeah. are you guys like very confident going into that game, thinking like we just need to play together and we can definitely beat these guys? Or what's the feeling going into a game like that? Yeah, well, I mean, for us, because it was our second year in a row, we our whole mission from the end of the last season to getting to that point was make it back to the final four. We didn't know who we were going to play on the road. We didn't know that we were going to get matched up with Kentucky again. Uh, but we knew from, from day one, like our goal is the final four. It was never like, Oh man, let's go win a big 10 tournament. Let's go win. That stuff all came as a result, you know what I mean? Of the ultimate goal, which was the NCAA tournament final four. So in doing that, I mean, we just set out, on that mission and, and we accomplished it. And when we got to that game, it was like, yes, this is revenge. Obviously it's a different team than it was the year before, but it's like, we've been here before. We know what to expect. The jitters are kind of out. Obviously they're going to, it's the, I mean, there's 80,000 people there. So yeah. it's going to be nerve wracking regardless. But it was like, man, we were this close last year. And like, that was low key a fluke for us to get there. Like nobody expected us to make it. We didn't yeah. expect that. And so after, you know, we spent the whole year knowing that we can make it again and we actually made it, then it was like, oh, yeah, we can do this. And we yeah. never even looked at, oh, yeah, they'll probably have six guys going to the NBA. That, that's yeah. not a thought yeah. that really crossed our minds. It was like, we're here. We're all on the same level now. Like, it's only four teams left with the best four. So anybody can win this game. We just got to do our – we just got to do what it took to get here. So right. and that's what happened. In that Monday night game, that ball go off Winslow's finger. Did you see? Did you see it sitting right there? I mean, did you guys even think at that point? I, I mean, I know everyone on Twitter, every Wisconsin fan, now you hear them complain about it every yeah every week. I mean, I mean, obviously, like 
it's one of those plays where it was like it was so obvious to us like we never even thought it was going to yeah. be a review type thing it was like oh that was off him we're going this way um and then especially when they did review it and they got it on this jumbotron that's bigger than the court and it's like we can see it clear as day and you still called it the other way you know it's like I don't know if that was the Coach K effect yeah. or what, but uh, yeah, but it was something. You hate to blame, yeah, you hate to blame games on something like that. I'm not saying that we would have won or anything like that, but it's like let's let's be fair, like let's not let's not make such a big call in the clutches of the game. You know, what I mean that can really sway uh, yeah. the whole outcome of the game. So we kind of felt that was a little trash, uh, to be honest, but. I mean, there are obviously some, some things we could have done better throughout the game. Yeah. Uh, maybe some better matchups. They had some players that came, like Grayson Allen and uh, Tyus Jones. You know, they played out of their minds, and we weren't – we hadn't really prepared for that. So, there's a lot of factors, but, yeah, that definitely didn't help. I feel like during your time there, you had – especially when you became a starter, you had some heartbreaking mm-hmm. – I mean, I saw two of them, and then the last one, senior year, being Chioza. I mean, that still burns me. I, I still have trouble – and I wasn't. I know. And I played him in the G League every year after, and I, I just want to. Uh, no, but uh, it's. Uh, you ever talked to him about it? Nah, nah, I haven't talked to him about it. I don't really know him like that, but yeah, I think I think somebody said in our four years, we lost by five points or less every year in the tournament. Uh, something yeah. Like that. So like like you said, all heartbreakers, and uh, and you know some of them were avoidable. I mean. The uh, or you always just think like, dang, if we would have did yeah. this, like, man, yeah. we would have got hand up, or like, uh, the Notre Dame game, like, yeah, uh, you know, we turned it over in the last seconds, like, man, if we would have just threw it up here, you know, they would have had foul us, yada yada, yeah, or you know, Florida, like, I, I still think about minutes, <laughs> so I mean, I still think about if Nigel should have made that free throw or missed it or not. Oh, I never, one? the one right when he made two. And then you talking about Notre Dame? No, no, Florida. Because then they okay. called the timeout. And I still wonder if he would have missed it. Because in, in the Villanova game, you missed mm-hmm. the free throw and they couldn't get the they couldn't get the rebound. And they they right. got the rebound, they fucked up a full court shot. You just go back and you think about all the little things. That Florida yeah, game. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw guys under the bus here. No, 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 yeah, yeah. Florida was Florida was definitely on us. Like it should have never got to that point because we missed a lot of clutch free throws down the stretch. Yeah. We had uh we had a, a costly uh like we had a wide open layup, we got it blocked, and then yeah. they came down, got a layup, and then that's what forced the overtime. So we had chance upon chance, regardless of yeah. refs, you know, because like I said, I fouled out with like seven or eight minutes left in the game. I'm like, how's that possible? Like, I'm not that much of a headache. But uh <laughs> it was uh like I said, man, it was it was definitely a heartbreaker. It was uh, kind of a trash way to go out. But looking back, we can still be proud that we made it, you know. Yeah, 100%. Piece of things in the end, so. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you, when you were playing in college, were there any guys who you played against who you were like, damn, this guy's nasty, and then they just didn't really pan out at the next level, and you were surprised to see that? Oh, man, it's always tough. It's always tough. Or vice versa, who, like, you were like, this yeah. guy's not that great, and then they just took off once they got to the next level. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple guys who I thought were, like, 
slightly above average, maybe. And like, okay, I'll say Duncan Robinson for sure. Like, right? Yeah, he's the guy who he's got my respect. Like, because I used to guard him all the time in college. That was yeah. usually matchup, and like, he wasn't doing nothing. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah. And now he's out here setting records for rookie three pointers and stuff. And I'm yeah. Like, hey, props to you, man. Like, he's actually a good dude. I, you know, I've talked to him several times, so. Uh, that's one, uh, Kendrick Nunn, he, he's been a surprise for me. Um, like I always knew he was a dog. I used to play against him in, uh, AU in high school all the time. So like, I knew what he could do, but you just never know with scores like that. Like, will they be able to bring it to the next level? Right. Will the team mm -hmm. even allow them to play that role? So he went undrafted, right? He was undrafted. He was yeah. in the G league, uh, that's right awesome. there with me. And then, yeah, he worked his way up. So. You see, you see success stories like that. That's always good. Obviously, there's probably more than not who didn't pan, you know, who didn't pan out at all. But yeah, for sure. I didn't play against many of those guys. I feel like, um, mm -hmm. I mean, DJ Wilson. I I thought he was decent at Michigan. Uh, yeah, and he's doing decent now. So I guess I guess he's doing yeah. probably what I yeah. expect. Thomas yeah. Thomas Bryant had a tough start, and he's turned it around a little bit. That's true. And yeah, then, I heard he just signed like a three yeah. year. A mill, yeah. He was always a guy who, like, you knew he had some some raw skill, and he was just like super aggressive, super high motor. So, like, at that size with that motor, like, you'll have some success if you if you stay in the gym. So, props to him too, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we, so I mean, I remember after you graduated, we worked a lot. Going, you know, after after going to graduation, just working on everything, prepping for for post post graduation stuff. Yeah. What uh, what was it like? Like, what was the pre draft process like in terms of going to different places? You know, mm -hmm. all the all the planes or cards you had to take to get there. What was it like when you got there? What were the drills like? Uh, so for me, you know, I was a. I didn't get the respect that I probably deserved, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, so it, yeah. The, you figure out as you continue to play, like, a lot of this stuff is, you hate to say, call it political, but, like, it is what it is. Yeah. And then, you know, a lot of stuff is, like, your name, not your game, um, mm -hmm. who you know, all that good stuff, what agency you're with. So, for me, um, I, uh, you know, I had an agent who, he was solid, you know, he had Travis Trice. That was probably the other biggest name that he had. Mm -hmm. And But I didn't have, you know, like really any workouts uh, with NBA teams lined up. And so then, um, so I was just training, working out at home. And then uh, the guy, my agent's trainer that he used or whatever from Columbus, Ohio, mm -hmm. I was working out with him, and then he was like, well, there's a guy who's on staff with the uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks who's going to be putting together a workout in Columbus. Um, you know, it's going to be like 20, 20 of the best guys in Columbus, and he's going to, like, put them through, you know, some stuff that they would do and, and maybe mm -hmm. take somebody to the G League training camp or something. And, like, when you look this dude up, like, you can't find him. So I'm like, hmm, I don't yeah. know how legit this is. Like, is he even on staff? But yeah, apparently yeah. – yeah, apparently he was one of those guys who like kind of worked right with uh, right right with uh Jason Kidd, mm -hmm. but like not really on the uh on the roster. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, and so he was like, yeah, well, um, you know, we were work we were working out dumb hard, you know. And then he was like, all right, we got a three minute run, and I had never heard of a three minute run before. Um, 
and all it is is you're sprinting down and back for three minutes straight and like that i don't know how bad that sounds (laughs) when you say it yeah but when i tell you oh my like you thought you was gonna die and uh he was like you gotta get 30 touches in three minutes yeah no let me tell you that that sounds pretty bad yeah that sounds that sounds sounds pretty brutal (laughs) i'm like 30 touches and he he claimed that the bucks do it all the time but after you, as soon as you do the run, you're like, there's no way. There's no way that anybody does this all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, nobody made it. You know, I think I got, like, 25, 26 touches. Which, yeah. Right, it was decent, yeah. And uh, so then, like, that kind of scared the mess out of me. I was like, I got to start doing this. Like, if this is what's going to be expected, like, I yeah. got to get it to where I'm, like, at least close to 30. So like me and the guy I was working out with in BG, we uh, I told him about it, and then we we would just do it like, and I got up to twenty nine at, at my peak. I never I never made it to thirty. Oh wow, twenty nine, man, crazy, yeah. <laughs> crazy. So anyway, that was uh, so I I did a, I did good enough in that workout to get an invite to the um, herd training camp, and uh, well, first I got a workout with the Bucks right and. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was random because I was just in Cleveland. Like, my dad was working in Cleveland at the time. I was at the library literally just studying, just working on random stuff. And, uh, yeah. Get a call from my agent, like, the Bucks are going to fly you out today. Where, where are you at? I'm like, I mean, I'm in Cleveland. Like, yeah. I ain't have no clothes left. Like, I had just worked out. So, like, the, I was only staying for a night. So, the clothes I brought were already dirty and all this. And, and literally, like, two hours later, my dad took me to the airport in Cleveland. Flew me out to Milwaukee, and then, uh, you know, they put us up. I got there a few days early, so I'm thinking, like, oh, no, no, no. this is uh, this for the workout. So they put us up in the hotel. I'm like, man, this is this is next-level stuff right here. The, <laughs> put us through the workout, and so it's six people in these pro workouts, right, six players. And, like, Malcolm Hill was one. He went to Illinois. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I know this dude. And then uh, – uh, Zach Irvin from Michigan, so like both of them mm-hmm. were Big Ten, and then you had like three other dudes who I kind of recognized. So it was like it wasn't no sprints, which I was like happy yeah. about. We did like some full court layups and stuff, but where 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 it got tough was like all right, three on three, but like you start yeah. to have court, and like for some dumb reason, I was guarding Zach Irvin, <laughs> in which I'm like I can guard him, but like he is a guard, six four, yeah. Was running around all the time so I'm out here <laughs> like just dying bro. uh like he wasn't killing me or nothing like it's taken away from all of my energy. yeah and so like and they they would be like, all right game to five and like that doesn't sound like nothing but when yeah. you got everybody missing and then you got to right. keep going and like as soon as you miss they wouldn't let you walk it back to half court you had to run back to half court and then start right away and the guy on mm-hmm. defense had to pick you up at half so it was like we did that for like an hour and a half straight, just straight three on three. So like I was dead after that. And uh like I said, ended up getting invited to training camp after that. And uh yeah, so and then the other team I worked out with was the uh, Sacramento Kings, which also was kind of random, but that's a whole nother yeah. story. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we know you got you got the TBT tournament coming up starting Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you feel about your team's chances going in? The big X. We got a squad, man. We got a yeah. squad. Uh, 
Andrew Dagich put the team together mostly. Uh, and I played with this team my first year in the TBT, mm-hmm. so two years ago. Um, but we're, I think me, him, and one other guy, the only three that were on that original team. But, uh, yeah, he hit me up a couple months ago about it, and I'm like, well, shoot, like, if the circumstances are all right, like, I'll do it. Like, you know, I'm not yeah. in summer league this year or nothing like that. So, and, like, we, we go back because he used to uh, – his dad used to coach at Bowling Green. So, mm-hmm. like, I've known him since, you know, fourth and fifth grade. So, we ended up, you know, we're like, all right, well, so we just started kind of building this team. Like, they had, like, five guys already. And uh, I started recruiting some guys that I knew. And um, eventually we just, like, we got all the pieces that we needed. And, like, two guys had, like, tested positive uh, you know, for the COVID because they, they tested us before we even got out here. Mm-hmm. And so uh, then we had to, you know, make some alterations. But it ended up working out kind of in our benefit. Like, obviously, you don't want anybody to have that. But yeah. they're, all, they're all doing fine, so it's not like they're real sick. But uh, I think it allowed us to, like, round out all the positions. Like, we were mm-hmm. kind of guard heavy in the beginning, like four dudes, like six one, And now we – like, <laughs> right, yeah. So now we yeah. got, like, from – Six one all the way to six nine six ten, and like everything in between. So we we, we got a nice squad. What are so your what, thoughts on? Yeah, go ahead, Ari. So what's the style of of the game? Is it is it more like like are you guys running plays? Is it more like a pickup game? More like a real game, or is it like really like a a hybrid? It's it's a super hybrid, man. It's a mix of. It's a mix of NBA. It's a mix of a little bit of college principal and then overseas. And, like, even the rule set is a mix of overseas and college. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it's going to depend on what team you're on. Like, some teams, because, like, you make your own team, obviously. So, some teams are guys who have known each other for years. You know, they, they're, they like, they play, they play semi-pro somewhere, you know, so they played, you know, hundreds and hundreds of games together. So you got teams like that, and then you got teams that, uh, you know, are alumni teams so from different eras, though. So, mm-hmm. you know, right. Syracuse, they got you know, right. their team. And then you got teams like us who we're, you know, we're, all, we're mostly Big Ten. I think there's only, like, two or three who aren't Big Ten. And then, like, and we've known each other, but we don't really – most of us haven't played together. You know, you got a few guys from Ohio State, a few guys from Michigan State, three from Wisconsin. So we're kind of all mixed in. but. Uh, you know, we get like four days of practice before our first game. So teams, some but some teams have been having training camps for like a whole month, like before this. You know, so teams like that, they're probably going to run yeah. more plays. They're gonna they're gonna be a little bit more, you know, insane on stuff like that. Whereas a team like us, like we know basketball, we all got a similar style just because of like our big yeah. ten, and we're all pros now. So like we're gonna be able to adapt and you know pretty much running gun, but, you know, have a little, a couple plays here and there. So, yeah, mostly it's going to be like a, just a hard-nosed AU game (laughs) with with some more principles, you know. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel, what do you feel about Joe Johnson signing with and Jared Jack? That seems a little bit unfair. (laughs) They're both old, though, so, you know, I don't know, I don't know what what level that they're playing at. Uh, Personally, I, I would love to play against Joe Johnson just to, yeah. just to say I did it and you know I, I like taking pride in 
and locking guys like that up. So yeah, uh, yeah, DMI. Yeah, yeah, Jared Jack was actually in the G League this year. Um, oh, was he? I didn't, yeah, yeah, the whole year. I didn't play against his team. He was with the uh, Miami Heat G League team. But uh, so we, we didn't get to play against him this year. But I was like, oh, wow, yeah, I, I remember watching this dude <laughs> in the NBA. Yeah, so, that's crazy. Yeah, I, re- yes. I remember reading a story about Jared Jack. Apparently he's like some – like he's like a low-key NBA legend where he's like – best friends with everybody and he like links really? all the yeah like i remember reading a bleacher report about it i was like jack yeah. jack good for you man yeah. it's random yeah it's random because like most people probably wouldn't know his name but like the, the real nba fan would be like, oh i at least heard or seen yeah this guy. yeah so who knows over overseas elite has been so has been dominant for a few years now maybe this will mess with their chemistry a little bit you know well, they lost they lost last year yeah, um, yeah that was that was a great game too yeah, well, I was So, um, like you said, I mean, obviously they've got the most wins under their belt, but this is a tournament that anybody can take it. Right. And especially this year with – because normally this tournament is 64 teams, and this year is 24. And it actually might be less than that because uh, with all the, the precautions and protocols, like the way it works is you get tested twice before yeah. you even get to the hotel. And like once you're in the hotel, you're not allowed to leave, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. But if you if you test if one guy tests positive after you're already in the hotel, then the whole team is out because you guys have been together. So right. we've already lost like five or six teams, which it's only been like five or six positive results. Yeah. But the team got to go. So right. it's like I think it's like they said it's like three hundred plus people here or something like that. So. Those eyes are pretty, pretty dang good, you know, yeah. considering. But yeah. in the same token, it's like, dang, a lot of these teams, like, like I said, been having training camp and preparing for this since the last time last year, and then they had to get sent home. So, yeah. and like they had three teams on standby in case that happened, and one of the standby teams just just got the boot today. So, oh, wow. or last, yeah. So like they Dropping just my replaced there. Us. exactly. So. So is it is it still single elimination? Well, like the, uh, I think it will be, but if it if it drops to because today is like this is our last test before the first game tomorrow, and uh, so if like a bunch more failed or whatever, then you know they might make some adjustments. But they pretty much I think they said like sixteen is the like 16 teams would be like the absolute minimum that, you know, that they would want to have. Um, I think I mean, right now we're at 23. Even with so, even with 23 teams, I'm surprised they don't try to reformat it because I'm sure or, ESPN would be to happy to have, yeah, I'm yeah. sure ESPN would be happy to have more games on right now. Right. They're probably uh, uh, looking oh, for yeah, content are, all people day. Are, people are thirsting for the content. So, like, yeah, I think it's going to happen. It's just uh, a matter of, like how they're going to do it and what they're going to do because um like I said yeah like you said I mean teams are dropping but in the same time like and well and another thing that they just put in place is like so some teams had a buy right like the top eight seeds yeah. uh had the buy so now when they come in because they're supposed to be all arriving like today and tomorrow now they're not allowed to practice together so like uh, yeah, so they'll, like, have to do individual workouts because 
if one guy tests positive, then the yeah, whole team won't have right. to. The whole team won't have to go. But it's uh, crazy. With, but I mean, you know, most of the teams that got buys, they all know each other. They've been playing together, so like they'll probably be all right. But it's just still like it's kind of crazy, like the lens that you got to go through for all this stuff. Uh, yeah, crazy. Next, yeah. I mean, this is gone by. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, this is gone by next year, and then everything will seem like a cakewalk playing basketball, right? Yeah, like <laughs> after going over, through yeah. this. <laughs> Is, yeah. is Jimmer Fredette's team in it again this year? No, nah, I don't think he's in it this year, man. Uh-huh. He was fun to watch last year. Right, yeah, yeah. He, he's one of the top scorers in this thing, if not the top scorer. But, yeah. but yeah. you have all eyes on you. I mean, that's great. Exactly. exactly. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy about it. Uh, and like you said, I mean, there's no other basketball to be, really be watched right now. So, yeah. yeah. It's a, I think it's a great opportunity. And I honestly couldn't well, see – Anybody wouldn't want to play it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, I appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, and uh, you guys, everyone can check out the Big X on ESPN tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Make yeah, sure you check, tune in. We'll be rooting for you guys. Yeah, thank yeah, you for coming, man. Good Thanks, luck Justin. out there. Yes, sir. Have a good one. All right. All right. Have a good one. You too. Peace.